0: Welcome to Watchman on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Dr. Carl Baugh will scientifically prove that special creation is the only scientific explanation for man's existence on this planet. Friends, as we look back on this year, 2022, I'm thankful. Through you, our listeners, the Lord has provided and allowed us to expand our reach on the radio, online and in print. This year, we joined in gospel partnership with Prophecy in the News and relaunched the Prophecy in the News magazine. Also this year, dozens of new resources, books, and DVDs have been produced. And the best Bible prophecy radio and podcast programming has been sent all over the world. SWRC and Watchmen on the Wall, thank you for your prayers and support this past year. I can't wait to share with you all the great things that are coming in the new year here at Watchman on the Wall. Many new and exciting opportunities to minister are available. It's really an exciting time to be a partner with you in ministry. Now, let's welcome Dr. Carl Ball back to Watchman on the Wall. He has some exciting news to share with us.
1: The Bible says in Genesis 2-5, For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. Then the Bible continues in Genesis 2-6, But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. The clear teaching of the Word of God is that the earth was different before the flood of Noah. Joining me to talk about the conditions on Earth before the Flood is Dr. Carl Baugh. Dr. Baugh is the founder and director of the Creation Evidence Museum in Glen Rose, Texas. He is the scientific research director of the world's first hyperbaric biosphere, which simulates Earth's atmospheric conditions before the Flood of Noah. Dr. Baugh is here to talk with me about the world before the Flood and share an update on the biosphere. Dr. Baugh, thanks for joining me today
2: absolute pleasure to be here. I've been on Southwest Radio Ministries many, many times on the board for almost 30 years. I'm retired from the board, but I'm not retired. There's no place to quit. And I'm pleased we're going to talk about the pre-flood conditions. We know from Scripture a number of things, and we know from attendant scientific research a number of additional things. For instance, the world was divided in the days of Peleg, And the original Hebrew word there indicates clearly divided by streaming. So that means the earth's diameter had to expand, and that also means water had to be involved. And we know there was a worldwide flood. When you put those factors together, the enlargement of the diameter of the earth, then in order to understand what it was like before the flood, we have to essentially shrink it back at least 5%. And when we do that, James, we have an astounding thing happen. The additional atmospheric pressure that is now 14.7 pounds per square inch at sea level is actually increased simply due to the additional gravitational attraction. And that means that we had about 24 pounds per square inch rather than 14.7 pounds per square inch at sea level of atmospheric pressure. That would do incredible things. Around 22 psi, pounds per square inch, of atmospheric pressure under sufficient oxygen, the entire blood plasma begins to saturate with oxygen. And that solves major, major problems. You see, I dig dinosaurs. I'm sure you know. Yes. Uh, 19 so far and counting, and it's very exciting. Dinosaurs are found in the Bible in Job chapter 40. And dinosaurs, with their huge, huge size, like Saul Poseidon Protellus, was the tallest of all the dinosaurs, with his head reaching at least 65 feet in the air. Some indications lead us to believe that maybe 70 feet in the air. Well, how do you get the internal oxygen supplied to the deep cell tissue? Well, you can't under 14.7 PSI, but as you approach 22 PSI, the entire blood plasma becomes saturated with oxygen, and that solves the problem of the dinosaurs. That also solves one of the problems of longevity. You see, under those conditions, the body would tend to heal itself much faster. Nutrient supply would be much more effective. And that gives us a handle on the conditions that provided long, live specimens like Adam, like Noah, like Methuselah. And now we have a credibility factor labeled to the Bible. Now, we know that the Bible works. We know that the gospel works. We know that the transformation because of receiving Jesus Christ and being indwelt by the Holy Spirit, we know that the transformation of hope and peace is real because we've experienced it as believers. But the unsaved world, the current secular world, needs some credibility to even listen to the Bible. So here we have a marvelous credibility factor. The world before the flood was luxuriant, and it would tend to produce long-lived specimens. So how luxuriant? Well, today we have a club moss, standard lycopsid club moss, and it grows to about 18, maybe 20 inches in height. That's the best we can do. But in the world before the flood, as evidenced by the fossil record, in that fossil record indicating the life before the flood, this same specimen grew to be 120 feet tall, from 18 inches to 120 feet in stature. And that would indicate that we had a greater amount of carbon dioxide ratio. It is now 0.03% we would run that up to at least tenfold because of the luxuriant fossil vegetation we find, and that would mean that we would have 0.3% carbon dioxide, which could explain the long-lived specimens. Now, James, that leads us to our current research. We're building the world's first hyperbaric biosphere. I hold three patents on it, and we have run for the last almost 20 years advanced research. At this moment I have three credentialed engineers completing the biosphere. We've completed the prototype at this very moment at the Creation Evidence Museum. Downstairs three certified engineers are working on the biosphere to get all the little factors ready so we can pressurize it and then in a few months Populated with plants, animals, insects, etc. Our advanced research indicates that even snake venom is changed at the molecular level. Enzymes are changed. What is now a toxin potentially could become a serum. We have actually run experiments in the biosphere to indicate that. To bring this up to date, I read just morning a release from the secular press that one of our problems with COVID is that there's the generation of an enzyme quite common to rattlesnake enzymes and proteins. Well, in the biosphere, in our advanced studies over the last 15 years, we have actually placed rattlesnakes in the prototype, and we have seen their entire structure of the venom, the proteins of the venom, completely change so that potentially it is a serum, which means that hopefully this creation science will offer some benefit to a hurting world at
1: this present time. That's amazing, Dr. Ball. I want to read a verse from Genesis 1-7. There the Bible says, And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. So we know that the earth was encased, as you mentioned, in a canopy that affected the conditions on the planet before Noah's Flood. Do the conditions of the pre-flood world with the canopy above the earth and water under the ground help to explain the mechanisms of Noah's Flood?
2: You're on the right track. Now we know there's water above. In fact, in deepest space, the signature of water has been detected by NASA and other, the European Space Agency. So we know there's water out in deep space there's water throughout the solar system that is detectable i don't mean gushing reservoirs of water those reservoirs of water are inside the earth itself so we know inside the earth there were the fountains of the great deep we know on the earth there is humidity so we certainly have waters plural under the firmament and we have waters plural above the firmament just like the scriptures stated now, the word for that firmament is translated properly in the King James. Most of the other translations do not translate it properly. They translate expanse or space itself. And while certainly space or dimension was involved and expanse was involved, that's not what the Hebrew word For that firmament means, the King James translates it correctly. It is a firmament. The Hebrew is rakia. That word means to compress, pound together, and stretch out in dimensions this arch of heaven in thin crystalline or metal sheets. Now by metal, we're not talking about steel or copper, as the Greeks and others Babylonians had envisioned. We're talking about a crystalline lattice. And our research here at the Creation Evidence Museum has indicated that it was probably sugilite. We have Ph.D. geophysicists and chemical physicists involved in this research. And while we don't know the specific chemical crystalline formula, we do know the characteristics. So that's what you ask. In brief... If that permanent were in place, if that crystalline, very thin crystalline structure were in place today, it would filter out much of the small radiation, the ultraviolet radiation, which has a small, narrow wave band. It would filter much of that out. And it is the ultraviolet radiation that generates free radicals that are absorbed by plants, by animals. University of Southern California published some years ago that every cell in the human body is assaulted at least 10,000 times per day by free radicals that have been generated by the ultraviolet radiation coming in from outer space. So that would be eliminated. But that would also research by Dr. Edward Boudreaux, working for us here at the Creation Evidence Museum, has indicated that if you filter much of the ultraviolet radiation, the very thin, very narrow wavelength radiation, out, then you generate far less carbon-14. 14. Carbon-14 14 is generated artificially as nitrogen-14 in the upper atmosphere is struck by the ultraviolet radiation stripped of an electron, and it is converted almost instantaneously to carbon-14, so you have less carbon-14 in the pre-flood world. And James, what that means is that the indications of long life in specimens, since they have very little carbon-14, the long age of those is just crossed out completely, meaning that everything refers back to a few thousand years in its record, even with carbon-14 and radiometric dating. And this solves major, major problems. Mm -hmm. You see, unfortunately, our generation of young people, our generation of adults, have all been programmed to think we have hundreds of thousands, millions, billions of years in Earth history. We don't have hundreds of thousands. We don't have millions. We don't have billions of years in Earth history. Actually, at major university laboratories, carbon-14 has been discovered in diamonds that are supposed to be two and a half billion years old. What's carbon-14 doing there? It would have lost its half-life long, long years ago, certainly within 70,000 years. The half-life every 5,730 years, half of the carbon-14 is gone. So all of this really indicates that when you follow the creation model, you get a recent creation just like the Bible has been stating all along. You get a recent creation that means it had to be designed and created. There is no potential for evolution to have produced. There's not a potential anyway. But if you remove the time factor, there is certainly no envisioned potential for evolution to have produce the living systems as we know it, and the environment as we know it. So, James, we're back to trusting the old King James Bible that our grandmother trusted that is the preserved Word of God in the English
1: language my guest on the watchman on the wall today is dr carl baugh we are offering dr baugh's newly updated book panorama of creation the book has been updated to include a brand new chapter about dinosaurs and you can get a copy of the book right now by calling 1-800-652-1144 or you can order online at swrc.com. This is an excellent study of biblical creationism. You need this book for your library, or you could give it as a gift. Get a copy for your pastor and get the new edition right now of Panorama of Creation by calling 1-800-652-1144, or again, you can order online at swrc.com. Dr. Ball, I want to ask you about the days of creation. Now, you and I believe in six literal days of creation, correct? Absolutely,
2: absolutely. The word for day used in Genesis 1 is Yom, Y-O-M, in the Hebrew and the English equivalent. It can mean extended periods of times, like the day of the Lord that is coming. But when it has the ordinal, a number in front of it, it always, in classical Hebrew and in biblical Hebrew, it always means a literal solar day, a 24-hour day. And so the days of creation had to be literal days, number one, because of the use of the word in scripture. Jesus himself verified the days of creation. He verified Adam and Eve. And if Jesus was wrong, we really are in trouble. Jesus verified the literal days of creation. They had to be literal days of creation. I'll just give one illustration. On day number three, God created the first plants. But it was not until day number four that God coalesced the light that he created on day number one into star bodies to shine directly upon the earth to keep those living plants going. And those plants depend completely upon the starlight and then for their procreation, they depend on other plants and animals and insects for procreation, like the bees. Well, the bees were not created until day number five. So if those were long periods of time, the plants would have died out in a very short order and other systems would have disappeared in very short order. So it all has to work together, or none of it will work at all. So again, we are back to recognizing that the Bible, if a literal interpretation, is
1: absolute truth. Dr. Ball, if someone wanted to visit the Creation Evidence Museum or find out more information, how would they do so?
2: Evidence.org, and you can get the details.
0: Today, Watchman on the Wall is excited to feature Dr. Carl Baugh's outstanding book, Panorama of Creation. The battle lines have been drawn. Mankind's greatest battle, creation versus evolution, is before us. Evolution asks us to believe the unbelievable, while creation is portrayed as a myth. Dr. Carl Baugh in Panorama of Creation scientifically proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that special creation is the only scientific explanation for man's existence on this planet. This updated version includes a new chapter that details how dinosaurs were a vital part of God's creation and examines what the Jurassic Park movie series got right and wrong. Order Panorama of Creation today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order online, swrc.com. Our host, Dr. Larry Spargamino, and ministry president, Dr. Kenneth Hill, are here now to encourage us in this,
3: our next to last day of Gleanings Week. This is our year-end gleanings program. Dr. Kenneth Hill is on the phone with me. Thank you, Ken, for the opportunity to chat with you. We are, of course, old friends, and it's always a blessing to chat with you on a show.
4: Well, it's always a blessing to talk to you, whether by radio, by phone, or whatever the opportunity is, face-to-face, is always fun. We
3: have a good time when we get together, and that's exactly what Christians need to continue doing, is having a good
4: time when they get together. <laughs> They're not to forsake the assembling together as the manner of some may be. Yes, We are to get together and talk, rejoice, and enjoy one another's company.
3: We're certainly deeply grateful to our listeners and supporters. This has been a challenging year for us and for everyone. I found that quite often at the end of the year, friends and supporters reflect on this past year of broadcast ministry and want to show their gratitude by a gift, sort of a gleaning offering to the ministry. So Kenneth, tell us what a gleaning offering is.
4: Well, a gleaning offering is, in concept, the idea of leaving what is a leaving for you, something that you have left when you've, done all that you do for the year, you have funds left, and those funds then come to the ministry of SWRC so that we may continue the work that we have been called to do. For example, there are some years that I have had a bonus with my work, whatever I was doing, and that bonus certainly was part of the gleanings for me to give to the Lord's work because I had some extra funds. Some years that didn't happen, but in other ways, God provided extra. And so I have been involved in the gleanings effort of Southwest Radio Church and the Watchman on the Wall broadcast for many years. And I have noted that when I pray and ask God, Lord, would you please send me some more so I can give it to your work, wherever it is. And it's in so many places through SWRC. Folks don't understand if they don't listen carefully, Mm -hmm. but we are involved heavily in missions. And we're involved heavily in making people aware of the truth of the day, of what's going on. We've had conferences throughout the year. We've got conferences planned for 2023. We've got trips planned to the Holy Land. We've been doing that for years upon years. And these things are good things. And we need funds to do the various things that we do. And those funds come from the gleanings and from regular giving as well. So have you seen in your years at SWRC, have you seen the result of the gleanings
3: offering? Indeed we have. You know, I kind of look at a gleanings offering as saying, hey, we like what your ministry is doing, and we want to help you keep doing it, so here's my gift. We have a lot of listeners who are very faithful And I've noticed, Kenneth, that we are in a time, I believe, of unprecedented social and cultural upheaval. And that is not all bad. You know, I see this as a time of opportunity for outreach and growth. For example, I'm very much interested in missions and the catastrophe now in China with COVID has opened the door because the Chinese people are saying, hey, the Communist Party cannot help us. Is there any help? And we know there is help in Jesus Christ. So I'm very positive, and I know that when our listeners look around and they have something to glean and give to us, they're going to have that excitement and that joy, and there's nothing like giving to a good cause that will change lives, that will bring the gospel, that will talk about prophecy, about the hope of the future that we have in Jesus. So I'm very positive about gleanings and about the day in which we live.
4: Well, God is blessing abundantly throughout the world. We're seeing people come to Christ in places that we have thought were difficult or would never happen, and yet we see people coming to Christ because Christ is available to them. Yes, We have been a part of that movement, and you have been a part of that movement of making Christ known to the various nations, and we continue to do that, knowing Christ and making him known is one of the hallmarks of Christianity, of course. We appreciate the gleanings that have been coming in. We know that we have a deadline. December 31st at midnight is your deadline. Make sure your gift is given by that time or postmarked by that time so that it can be counted as part of the giving in 2022.
3: We just celebrated Christmas, and I'm looking at Luke 2.10. It says, And the angels said unto them, Fear not, for behold... I bring you good tidings of great joy, and it says, which shall be to all people. The whole world needs to hear, and I certainly believe that the Lord Jesus Christ wants the whole world to hear. Of course, the church and the school in Pakistan, we've had some challenges this year, but my, the work is growing. Young people are coming to Christ, and this is in Pakistan We have some wonderful new facilities, a computer lab, a science lab. Our school has received special certification. Graduates from the school can go to any university or college in Pakistan. And these are Christian young men and young women. And it's so great to see that the Lord is doing a marvelous work through us in Pakistan.
4: Wow, it's amazing. It was a dream a thought, an idea, and then it became a goal. And you were used by God and SWRC as working with you and through the efforts of you and others. This school and the effort of the school have grown exponentially. Hmm. It's fantastic to see, as I've traveled all over the world, i have noted the need for christian education Mm -hmm. it's so important not only about the bible but the bible itself is important and the training that these youngsters are getting in pakistan is wonderful
0: today watchman on the wall is excited to feature dr carl Baugh's outstanding book Panorama of Creation. This updated edition includes a new chapter that details how dinosaurs were a vital part of God's creation and examines what the Jurassic Park movie series got right and wrong. Order Panorama of Creation today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144 or order online swrc.com. Tomorrow, we close out 2022 praising the Lord for all of the wonderful things he has done at Watchman on the Wall this year, and we'll look ahead to the exciting ministry opportunities in the new year. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Please visit swrc.com